Eloise talks about F-bombs. Just a heads up, there's a lot of F-bombs in this episode, so be wary of that. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Poetry to Your Ears. This is Lulu. This is Tom. <laughs> You're doing the whole ASMR stuff because of the of I Hate Poetry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have a couple news. The first one is that we're now in partnership with YDN Radio Brighton, which means uh, that we changed our link to listen to the podcast. Normally it is redirected, but it may have a little bit of a glitch. And you may have to resubscribe to the podcast. But all the episodes are on there and it keeps going uh, as we started. Except that now we're in partnership with a radio station in Brighton, which is really cool. Uh, For this episode, we have a little bit of a special one. It's a recording of a poetry event that happened in Brighton in July. It's called Queer the Mic. And it was their first event. Uh, so it's really exciting. They let us uh, use the recording to put it on the podcast. So hopefully we'll be able to share it with people who didn't come to that event. This is a slice of what happened on the night. Um, three poets, one Inky Queer, Aflo, both who have been on the show before, and Noah, who we hope one day will be on the show. It's It's happening, guys. It's happening. And... Yeah, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, there's just a couple of trigger warnings. There's uh, sexual language, uh, reappropriation of a slur, and that's about it. That's for One Inky Queer and for um, for Afro the Poet and Noah. I think it's all safe language. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening to them and enjoy. Hello. All you beautiful people. I have been waiting a little while to say this. Welcome to Queer the Mic! So happy you're here, every single one of you. We are so happy to have a full room for what is going to be a beautiful night of entirely queer and trans voices. This is where we come to tell our stories. This is where we come to spill our verse messily all over the floor. This is where we come to bring our big rainbowy emotions. And we're just gonna have the best time and the lineup we have got for you is killer. I am so excited. So to open us up and to set the tone, I thought I'd do an old favorite of mine. And uh, I don't know about the other poets in the room, but for me, there is nothing more terrifying than a quiet and respectful room. So I thought I'd set the tone with something a little bit lewd, and just so you know that in here you can get rowdy, make yourself known, take up space, laugh, shout, heckle. We love a heckle. Well, I do. I mean, everyone else. I, I'm sorry for when you get heckled. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like... You let your feelings be known. We don't want it to be quiet in here. We want to know you're here as an audience. Uh, so yeah, let's do the thing. Let's do our first poem of our first Queer the Mic. <laughs> Disabled people don't have sex. We're sanitized and childlike. It wouldn't be right, right? 
Well, sorry if I horrify, but this cripple fucks. Like all the time. <laughs> this crip wears sexy lingerie. This crip could sometimes fuck all day. This crip does things the dirty way. This cripple fucks. This crip fucks, sucks, and fucks again. Makes sure that fucking never ends. Takes those pictures, presses send. This cripple fucks. Worse yet, this cripple loves all genders. This crip is a fucking bender. Lies back and licks the queer agenda. This cripple fucks. This cripple's infamously loud. Of my pleasure, I am proud. Though I've never done it in a crowd yet. This cripple fucks. This cripple's not the only one. We're all at it, aren't we, hun? You've never had this much fun. All cripples fuck. My ex said disabilities were downright fucking sexy. Not fetishized, just close to me. Each other cripples fuck. In beds, back supports, wheelchairs, cripples are fucking everywhere. From sucking toes to pulling hair. Mmm, cripples fuck. <laughs> Cripples are fucking creative. Crip sex is art. This ain't just mating. Inventing ways to get us sated. Good God, cripples fuck. Cripples are flooding their own basements. Sexy and sensuous masturbation. When do you last use your imagination? Themselves, cripples fuck. Crips are emotionally aware. Our conditions often guide us there. And you know that means the sex is better. Yes, cripples, fuck. Lastly, I have a crip confession. Something no one with fibro mentions. I have 12 orgasms in most sessions. Oh, this cripple fucks. <laughs> I know, I cheer too. Um, <laughs> having heard this, I bet that you wish you were a cripple too. Or at least that we were fucking you. Because crips know how to fuck. I never cease to enjoy that one, thank you so much. And without further ado, Kaz! How's everybody doing? Just checking in. Are we okay? How are our spoons? Are we all right? We're having a lovely time. We've had an amazing time so far, you know how I have. Uh, but now it's my absolute pleasure. I get to introduce uh, a feature <laughs> poet. That's so exciting. It's Aflo the poet. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Let me guess a little about them first because they are an absolute pleasure to be around as a human being. But their poetry also, it's uplifting. It also has this like righteous anger to it. It's, they, they do activism, they are, have um, Aflo and the Poets is their collective, um, and she's just incredible. She's performed like the Brighton Dome, what was the other, oh my god. Uh, um, at every like Black Lives Matter protest, it's like come on, come correct, it's excellent. We hope to see you at, at every one that we're doing as well. Get to know this poet, like she's just absolutely incredible. I will talk a little bit more about what's going on afterwards. But I just wanna I just wanna get her on stage now and I wanna hear what she has to say. Are you ready? I'm excited. It's so exciting! <laughs> okay, give a warm, delicious welcome to Upload the Boys! Come on! Hey. Oh my God, 
I just leave my equipment over there. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? All good. Yeah, great, great, thanks, lovely. Um, it's really nice, um, I was just mentioning in the break, it's really nice to be um, at the Brunswick in particular, and especially for Queer the Mic, and the first Queer the Mic. Isn't it going great so far? We love it. Everyone's been amazing. Um, but yeah, super pleased to be back here because years ago, and I think it was like 2017, I used to come here a lot um, to the open mics. And this was before I started doing poetry or thought that I could do anything creative on a stage. And I'd come and like see the person I was seeing at the time. And I was like, I'd just look there and be like, wow, so amazing. I wish I could do something like that. And now here we are. So it's really, it's really lovely to come full circle. And yeah, I just, I encourage all of you to like chase your dreams in it. And if there's anything you want to do, just give it a try. Um, never know what might happen. Um, anyone feeling a little tense? Anyone feeling a bit of tensity in their shoulders? Uh, anyone who's seen me before will probably know this poem. I'd love to start here. Um, I wrote this poem to my shoulders. You might find that it addresses your shoulders as well. Um, there's a lot to worry about these days. We carry a lot. Um, so yeah, here we go. Oh, word of warning. This one does encourage some audience participation. At one point, I'll ask you to breathe. I hope that's not too much. Um, but yeah, if you can, would love it. Uh, no worries, if not, no hard feelings. <laughs> Dear shoulders, I've been noticing you from the corners of my eyes and I think it's time we take the time to talk about what's been going on between us. The pair of you make me want to kiss my teeth every time I see you risen from beneath that. Why are you trying to kiss my ears for? I need you to back down and then back down some more. I need you to stay in your lane and know your place because my hoops are in need of some personal space. <laughs> sometimes it feels like you're trying your best to get in my head and don't get your guard up, but sometimes you make me wonder what the fuck your problem is. Like, why are you always coming around here trying to get things started? Like, guys, for real, it's cool, we're fine. Relax, calm down, sit back, sniff some lavender oil, take a Xanax. Is it because you're yearning for someone to stroke and soothe you, or is it because you're scared another person is going to bruise you? Conditioned by hypervigilance, you spring to attention at every touch, sound, and sight. My pair of protectors, you stand alert and ready to fight all throughout the day and from what the mornings feel like, the night. You are the broadest part of our body and tension spans across you, making you think you need to shrink and not display the strength we're growing every day. My sisters, you have grown accustomed to carrying the weight of the world and though the burden of trauma is pretty close to being lifted, you still pounce into action as if nothing has been shifted. You two are like a pair of helmets that have fallen from my head. And even though you're not on top, you still try your best. And when it's all too much to process, you're there by my side and try with all your might to lift the weight from my mind. Head and shoulders above the rest, my darlings, you do more than your fair share, but you're tired and you're stressed. So let me take you by the hand and say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for bearing so many blows and for carrying us this far. And I wanna let you know, you two are not alone. We're all in this together from our head to our toes. And though we know our journey to recovery is not over, we can take a deep breath, exhale the tension together. Well done, everyone. <laughs> well, you take a step back and I lead us through whatever weather. Because we always have until the end, we always will survive whatever shit gets thrown at us, because survival 
That's our skill. You resilient badass bitches. You're a pair of fucking pillars. With thanks and best wishes, Annie. No. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I'm gonna grab my phone. This next one is quite new, so I don't know it. But um, felt special today. Uh, I was involved in a research project that was like looking at queer communities in Brighton, the importance of queer community in Brighton. Um, and so I wrote a poem about it, uh, inspired by some of the wonderful uh, queer people I've been blessed uh, to be around with. And um, yeah, we're a great bunch. Love you all. It's fucking beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. So, um, so this is called Queer Community. <laughs> queer Community as in lesbian. Queer community as in less being someone else and more being you. As in less being shamed and more being true. As in less being what you were told and being more who you need to be. As in less being lost and maybe finding you eventually. Queer community as in gay. As in I gave you my jacket when we were sat outside. As in you gave them a spare key to yours so they didn't have to stay outside. As in they gave you a blanket when you eventually came back to your own flat because they're familiar with your setting and they know the layout of your crib like that. Queer community as in bye, as in heartfelt goodbyes and hellos. Squeezes that bring citrus freshness to your bones. Greetings that feel like you're coming home. Queer community as in a comfort zone. Queer community as in trans, as in no queer community without trans people. As in, trans people paved the way for where we find ourselves today. Queer community as in, trans people are in need of love, safety and space. Queer community as in, trans lives matter. And there is no debate. <laughs> queer community as in, queering. And querying and questioning societal expectations and colonial norms. As in, seeking answers but knowing we have nothing to answer for. Queer community is in challenging prejudices and presumptions that came before. Queer community is in throwing bricks and continuing to kick down doors. Queer community as in intersex. Queer community as in intersectional. As in accepting all people don't fit into these neat little boxes, binaries and demographics and who the fuck would want to anyway? Yeah. Imaginary lines have ruined lives. The losses are ongoing, preventable and tragic. Queer community as in seeing someone's magic and letting it shine. Queer community as in appreciating the fullest spectrum of light. Queer community is in asexual, sometimes sexual, and so much more than sexual. Queer community is in, yes, some of us don't have sex at all. Queer community is in ace, as in hearts, diamonds, clubs, and spades. Queer community is in a house of cards, fixed with a cheeky bit of sellotape. Queer community is in holding one another and holding one another up. Queer community is in holding space or hands if anyone calls your bluff. Queer community plus whoever feels they may fit. Queer community plus whatever we make of it.
right, so finally, we have no assumptions. Yes, our feature is the hilarious no assumptions. This fruitful yoke of queerness will make you chortle and then some. A regular at the Actors, Rebel Soapbox, and any mic that can survive them, and also recently uh, featuring on the Trans Pride stage. Please welcome them as our final act of the night. Yes. Hi, oh my lords. What? Everyone has been so amazing. I know you just applauded, but also like one more maybe? Yeah, big one. I need a minute to like catch my breath. That was absolutely stunning, oh my God. Right, Okay. Uh, chill. Um, okay, so this one is called The Solution to Transphobia. Um, it's inspired by uh, a sign that I read on a bus stop, you know, like the big ones on the side. You've obviously seen those around. Not just me, or is it just me? No, sorry. Um, so it's called The Solution to Transphobia. The sign on the bus stop reads, you don't have a people problem, you have a how you're using your people problem. Automation can solve it. And I immediately thought, of course, is that the solution to transphobia? Automate the transphobes, yeah? And I know it sounds dodgy, taking away someone's bodily autonomy, oh shit. Their ability to choose what they do or don't do with their body, ooh, un sujet, un petit peu touché. But hear me out, hear me out. Imagine Jim here, say hello to Jim. Hi Jim. Hi, Jim. Uh, he's 54 years old in a loveless marriage with his ego. His favourite food is a plain jacket potato and microwave chicken breast with bread. He drives a diesel car to be pedantic and believes the world around him is a playground in which to enact his fragile and testosterone-shielded antics. Jim is, quite frankly, a vase of a man. He argued with a feminist once and now he's got it into his bonds that everyone is out to ruin his jam. His favourite pastime is using the online to let everyone else know I am a strong and capable man. I am. We all know at least one gym, do we not? So every morning he wakes up, massages his hands together with glee, prepares to write a scathing public diatribe about the mysterious trans community. He's got his fingers at the ready, his keyboard replete with crumbs. He's about to start typing, but wait. <laughs> Rewind. Hold on, just one hot and sweaty sec. Because if our old gym here was replaced with automated intelligence, what could we make? I mean compel, I mean ask him to do instead. <laughs> I, did, I did this as like audience participation the other week and everyone was like, what we want to say is too bad, we can't say it out loud. <laughs> That's not fair enough. Um, he would get up in the morning, put the coffee on to brew, send an email to his local council about the lack of services for local trans youth. He puts 95% of his paid packet back into funding trans healthcare schemes because quite conveniently, when your exoskeleton and internal organs are made of aluminium, you have absolutely no need to eat, ever. Jim's living a life of piety and loving every second. The great, Jim about, the great thing about Jim these days is that he is an AI that absolutely loves to learn. A new term he hadn't heard of before, loves it. Learning about history outside mainstream education, then using facts to help other people do the same, lives for it. <laughs> Understanding the real life impact ideological legislation can have on the lives of marginalized people around him, absolutely fucking gagged for it, babe. <laughs> gagged, yeah? And he isn't the only one. Karen here has been living her best life for a while. That's what we like to call it. 
because from a PR perspective, automated or turned into soulless host for AI systems just doesn't have a catchy or wholesome ring to it. Anyway, she's a mum of three with a historic capacity for being a colossal and unwavering prick, but now Karen is a delight. She's abandoned the dark corners of the YouTube and the Twitter realm and has finally stepped into the light, but wait, there's a hiccup. Karen here is due for her two-year MOT, and the last few times she's been on Mumsnet, her and the other AIs have started communicating suspiciously. It's triggered her internal hypocrisy short circuits, and our hedge engineers are feeling it might be time to deprogram her. Sorry, Karen. Ugh. We can't risk any signs of sentient descent. I know in human years you're 34, but actually in automated years you're not even 16, which means I'm afraid you don't have a choice in this situation. We as the panel of judges have deemed you don't have quite capacity, but don't worry, please don't be alarmed. Give it a few years and maybe at that stage we'll look at giving you another chance. Different accent for that rhyme? Yes, I did. <laughs> It's not an instant solution, the process is slow, progression is stilted, the transphobes will probably march on Westminster, free speech is their beacon of choice, we're being silenced, look at this violence, they're taking away our voice. But what they don't know is, we've automated the politicians too. <laughs> not all of them, but just enough to get the policies that we want through and slowly but surely, the tides will start to change. But there remains one giant hurdle we have yet to scale, unscathed, until... One day, J.K. Rowling's Twitter feed takes a sudden and dramatic turn in tone. No more vile, incoherent mutterings from the basement of her million-dollar home, no. Because Joanne Rowling slash Robert Galbraith, which, by the way, the absolute audacity of this woman to write under a man's name, I literally, I literally cannot, what? All right. Anyway, whatever, none of that matters because finally she's a fucking robot. We've reprogrammed her, we've fluffed her up, we've removed her parts most foul. She now has a fascination for fermented foods, 19th century shellless terrestrial gastropods, which is a slug, and abstract patterns on handmade snoods. She's warmer than she's ever been. Her Twitter feed is an uplifting thing to read and honestly, JK can feel it too. When you expelliarmus that desire to harm us, it's beneficial for you too because it's got to take its toll. Because it has got to take its toll being that much of a fucking troll. Look at who you're talking to, babes. We are the cohorts of the battered and the bruised, but it's all right, it's all right. Oh, just fuck that, because when all transphobic people are robots, none of that will matter. We program them to do what we want and mute their endless ideological patter, turn Twitter into a soft play center. Turn the streets into a rounders field. People stood around chatting, there are rules and possibly a ball involved at some point, but most of the time it's just people relaxing and having nice times in the outdoors. Because what we haven't got is a people problem. What we have got is a how we're using our people problem. And that's why automation is the cure. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so this is called Gender Euphoria in the Bath. Yes. Mmm. <laughs> this feeling. This feeling. This warmer than warm all body hug. Mmm. This feeling is delicious. 
I've got a spliff in my hands and a low-hanging, heavy veil of smoke in my head. The lights are on and everyone is at home, putting hands on each other in the safety of the gloam. In this, my body is a playground. In this, my body is uncharted. In this, my body is not a glow. It's a fire. Candles conspire to turn this into a painting. Slow-burning glacier. Let the feeling of melting sink in because sometimes growing is not always moving up. Sometimes it is disappearing, sinking back inside, finding the places within that haven't felt the warmth of sunlight yet. Let the palpitations subside. Watch water coast over bones, man-made furrows in limestone, decently exposed in shadow until a knock comes at the door. You've been fucking ages and I need a shit. <laughs> there you go, that's it. But the hilarious, the brilliant, the ever unexpected no assumptions. Thanks for listening. That was Queer the Mic's first event in July. Um, there'll be more cu- upcoming, I'm sure. You can follow them on Instagram at Queer the Mic, and you can follow us on Instagram as well at Poetry to Your Ears and on Twitter as well. We have uh, a crowdfunding for transcripts to make, the, to make the podcast accessible for deaf and hard of hearing people and anyone else who would benefit from reading the podcast along listening to it. So that takes the form of a newsletter on which you can subscribe and there's an option for a paid subscription. And that money will help us afford a software to make transcripts. So if you have enjoyed what we're doing so far and you want to make our podcast more accessible, then you can subscribe and uh, help us in that venture. See you for the next episode. See you soon. That was Poetry to Your Ears. Hear you soon. Speak to you soon. Regarde l'autre côté de la rue. Mon regard est accroché par deux femmes qui discutent sous la pluie. Et je dois être excité. Oui, mais il faut dissimuler. Je dois attendre qu'elles se séparent.